0: Once again, CIC Cast fans, I am Joel Cookson, and welcome to episode 51 of the CIC Cast. We are thrilled you are along with us today, and we are thrilled to have a very interesting show for you this week. We're going to do a little something different this time around. We are a few weeks, maybe a, week, a little over a week and a half into the fall sports season, and those of you who were with us last time know that we did a little bit of a preview for the high school football season in Connecticut with Ned Griffin giving us his weekly itinerary for must-watch games. So we thought why all's fair in uh, if it's good for football, you know, it's good for the rest of the sports. So what we're going to do is we are going to reach out to writers from around the state and get their perspective on some must-watch games in a variety of sports around the state of Connecticut for the fall season. So, we hope you enjoy that a little bit of a, a different take on our fall preview CIAC cast. Uh, We've got folks from around the state, as I mentioned. Uh, Unfortunately, you didn't quite get the geographic uh, diversity I was hoping for because in in interest of trying to get this podcast posted uh, in a timely fashion because I didn't want to miss too many of these marquee games that are coming up on the schedule. So certainly uh, hope you'll understand if we don't cover your section of the state or maybe get as much sport uh, coverage as we wanted. We did try to uh, really balance it out as much as we could, but we weren't able to track down everyone we were trying to get in touch with. So certainly no fault of uh, of those good folks that we were trying to schedule interviews with, but just weren't able to do it. And I wanted to get this up a little earlier than normal. Normally our our cast schedule is a Thursday afternoon or a Friday posting. Wanted to get it a little earlier this time so as to not lose too much of the fall sports season. But all that said, we have eight guests. Count them, eight guests on this edition of the cast. I believe that it will be... A new record as we try to uh, talk about some of the big games that will be on the fall sports schedule this during this season. So hope you'll enjoy uh, what we're doing this week. It'll be a little bit different, but uh, different is good sometimes. So hope it's something that you will enjoy. Before we get to all of our guests, want to as always remind you uh, the message from our good friends at the Connecticut Department of Transportation. Look, just put the phone away when you get in the car. It's as simple as that. You get behind the wheel. You turn the phone off, you put it on silent, you put it on vibrate, and then you put it in the center console. Maybe you press play on the CIAC cast, but then that's it. Or press play on your iTunes, whatever you're going to do. But then put the phone away. Distracted driving puts yourself at risk, you put other people at risk, you put your passengers at risk. Just about everybody at risk when you drive distracted. So please do not do it. Remember our message, one text or call could wreck it all do not be one of those statistics. Please keep the phone parked away, that message from our friends at the Connecticut Department of Transportation. As always, of course, we also give you things you might have missed on CICsports.com. It's been a little quiet at CICsports.com. We did post an updated edition, a new edition of Linked Up this past Friday, which was jam-packed with some wonderful stories about some high school athletes and teams around the state. So hope you will check that out, really blown away by some of the stories included in the most recent edition of Linked Up. And, of course, we're talking about big games on the schedules, schedules, results, Standings, rankings, uh, updates, you can get all of that at CICSports.com for your favorite fall sport, your favorite school, your favorite team, whatever you are looking for. You can find it at CICSports.com when it comes to schedules or the rankings for various teams. Try to find out for yourself what are some of the big games that are coming up uh, in the fall sports season. With that said, of course, at CIAC Sports on Twitter. That is our hashed, our handle there, at CIAC Sports. We just passed over 25,000 followers over this past weekend. So thank you to all of those, to those who follow us. We hope that uh, if you don't follow us, you will become one of our followers. And speaking of you trying to find your own games that you think deserve some recognition uh, as games to watch this season. I tweeted out earlier today, if you tweet us or just use the hashtag must see games, let us know what you think are the fall sport uh, games that we should be keeping an eye on over the course of the fall season, and maybe we'll get a little coverage on CIACsports.com for some of those big games that you think are worthy of recognition. Maybe do a little preview, maybe do a little feature about the game. Who knows? But you got to let us know. We don't know uh, what you think are the big games. We can't do it unless you folks uh, reach out to us. Use that hashtag, #MustSeeGames or just tweet us at CIAC Sports to let us know what games you think are, uh, are of particular interest this fall season. We're looking for non-football games. We know football gets a lot of coverage, so we want to make sure we give some equal weight to some of the other sports here during the fall season. So that's at CIAC Sports, our Twitter account. Of course, you can also email us, ciaccast at, C- at casciac.org. That's another good way to get in touch with us. So those are a few things you might have missed on CIScSports.com and our Twitter account. Let's get right to our guests. As I mentioned, we have eight of them coming up on this edition of the CIAC cast Jimmy Zanor of the Middletown Press, Mark Allard of the Norwich Bulletin, Sean Krofczyk of the Meriden Record Journal, Mary Albel of the New Haven Register, Pete Paguaga of the Norwalk Hour, Joe Palladino from the Waterbury Republican American, Joe Morelli, New Haven Register, and then finishing things off will be Dave Rudin of the RudinReport.com. I assure you, all of these. Uh, The order of our interviews was done using the website random.org. Quite honestly, I went to random.org and did a random ordering of these interviews so as not to favor any particular part of the state or uh, topic. So that's uh, how things lined up, and we're going to start things off with Jimmy Zanor of the Middletown Press. Love having first-time podcast guests with us this week and with our our reaching around the state of connecticut we reach out to jimmy zanor of the middletown press to uh, get a little perspective on some of the games to watch in his neck of the woods jim thanks for being with us this week
1: well it's my pleasure joel and uh, thanks for inviting me um this is my first time with you guys. First time, long time. All I'd like to say. All
0: right. Well, we appreciate that. At least uh, it means you've been listening in. So we're uh, we're certainly grateful for that. So I'm, yeah. uh, I'm I'm bouncing around the state here, trying to get the perspective of folks uh, on some of the games uh, and teams to watch in their coverage area as we travel our way through the fall season. So let me just dive right in and ask you, what are some of the games uh, in your uh, part of the state that you've got circled on the calendar that fans are really going to want to keep an eye on during this regular season?
1: Joel, I'm going to start with the Portland girls soccer team. Mm -hmm. Um, They've been to three straight Class S championship games. Um, I believe they're the only girls soccer team to to be in three straight uh, title games Mm -hmm. um, the last three years. Uh, Sandy Booth does a great job with them. Um, they're two one and one right now. They they lost a tough non league game to New Fairfield um, last week. It was two to one. Um, the biggest game they're going to have is going to be against Old Lyme. Right. Uh, Old Lyme's the two time defending Shoreline Conference champions. Um, now last year when Portland made their run um, to the state championship, they they were supposed to play Old Lyme, and I believe the second round or the quarters. But Old Lime got upset by East Hampton. Um, so they're gonna play Old Lime at Portland. It's gonna be Tuesday night, October sixth, and it's a seven o'clock game. So it's kind of a um one of those big night games that they're gonna have in Portland.
0: Outstanding. Um, that sounds yeah, that sounds like a good one. A little uh, a little a chance to enact a, a little revenge that maybe they felt they didn't get last year. That'll be that sounds like a lot of fun.
1: That's right. And Old Lime's very solid again this year. They're three oh and one. Um so it's going to be a good test uh, for Portland. Um, we'll go over to boys soccer. And, and uh, the team in our area who flew under the radar a little bit last year was East Hampton. Mm-hmm. Um, they did uh, the defending class as champions, too. They tied some as 0-0. Um, uh, their coach is Jermaine Keller. He's in his second year. Um, and they're, they're finding out kind of right now what it's like to be be the hunted, you know, yep. not um. So they're they're one and two right now. They've already lost old Tabric and Morgan. Um, they have a terrific goalie named Ian Riley. Um, a few other kids back. So they're they're big games. They're gonna play a Valley Regional on Monday night, October fifth. Um, that's an, also a seven o'clock game. Uh it's part of a boys, girls doubleheader and those are always fun. Yeah. Um, the girls, the Valley Regional and East Hampton girls will play at five and then the boys will play at seven. Um So that's a big night for us. Um, And then later on, they're going to play Cromwell, and Cromwell is the defending Shoreline Conference champs. Um, That should be another test for East Hampton. It's at Cromwell. It will be Saturday, October 10th, um, and that's a 6.30 p.m. start also. Excellent. So, So two night games that they'll be featured in.
0: Very good. That'll be uh lots of lots of good stuff for uh for folks to keep an eye on there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. and um what else do we want to look at? We wanna to go to field hockey? Sure. We got Adam Killingworth has been um one of those perennial class S contenders mm-hmm. in our area. Uh their coach Patsy Kermercia is in her forty first season. Uh, incredible. She yeah. started the program. Um, uh, they're going to be very good this year um, with junior Brinley Anderson, senior goalie Megan Serino. Um, HK's 2-0 and already. Um, now, in the shoreline, usually um, they had a championship game last year that HK had won, but during the regular season, their games against North Brantford and Westbrook, always big games. Right. Um, they are hosting North Brantford today, actually, at 3.30. 30. Um, but their return game against North Brantford will be a big one. And usually there's football on Friday night. It's called Friday Field in North Brantford. But this time it's going to be the field hockey teams.
0: There you go.
1: Taking center stage. So that's going to be Friday night, October 9th at 6.30 p.m. It'll be Haddon Killing Earth at North Brantford. And, and that's going to be a real good one
0: you given us a, that's a busy week for us. I think now that's uh, that's where all of your games have fallen. So if you really uh, want to zone in on the Shoreline Conference, that uh, that second week of, uh, of October is where you're going to want to be.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And teams have played a month already, so they're just starting to gel. And, um, you know, thinking about states and championships, so. Wow, um, October is a fun month.
0: Yeah, that's really kind of the the stretch drive of the of the season. Once that calendar turns to October, I think teams really kind of focus up. So, lots of uh, lots of good stuff there. And uh, and Jimmy, we uh, we greatly appreciate the the local knowledge from you and and uh, letting you uh, be a first time uh, guest on the CI the CIA Cast. So, thanks very much for joining us.
1: You're welcome, Joel. It was great to be on with you.
0: And we started that off with our first. Interview with Jimmy Zanor, the first time we've had him on the podcast, and it was a pleasure to talk to him. Moving along now, we go to Mark Allard of the Norwich Bulletin. Chatting with us now, our Eastern Connecticut correspondent, or one of them, Mark Allard of the Norwich Bulletin, who is always kind enough to join us uh, amidst his busy schedule. And Mark, uh, we appreciate you taking a little time for us.
2: Not a problem whatsoever. Busy? Come on. No, no. It's only the middle of the fall season.
0: Never <laughs> busy this time of year. You're fitting us in, uh, in between your classes, and uh, we appreciate it. So we're, uh, we're reaching out to folks all around the state, trying to find out what some of the marquee matchups are during the regular season, some of the games that are kind of going to define maybe how the – the the conference and league standings shake out once we get to the end of the season so what uh what games are really standing out to you uh among the teams in your area as we head into the fall
2: among the teams and among the sports anyway um you know certainly as far as boys soccer is concerned uh, in the eastern connecticut conference this year it seems like norwich free academy might be the uh the team to beat Mm -hmm. i went and saw them actually uh yesterday uh on Monday against Bacon Academy, they jumped out to a 5 to nothing lead and beat Bacon Academy 5-3. to three. And A little bit of a surprise to see that, uh, that, I wouldn't say easy win, because Bacon did come back in the second half, but to see them jump to that 5 to nothing lead was right. kind of a surprise for sure. So, sure. you know, Norwich Free Academy kind of took the, uh, at least for me anyway, the favorite role uh, after that game, since uh, Bacon Academy has beaten East Lyme. And East Lyme would be the other team kind of in the mix, I think, at this point, if you wanted to look at the ECC as a whole. So you look at NFA and say, this is probably the team to beat in boys soccer, and uh, they still have some big games to play. There's no question about that. They have East Lyme that's coming up on Monday. Haven't faced them. They'll have to face uh, Bacon Academy again uh, coming up in October and another matchup with East Lyme later in October. So those three games, I think, for NFA, might and, you know, for the league as a whole, might dictate a lot with large division goes. And, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, you have some smaller, you know, the, the medium division schools have some pretty decent teams as well. I think a Killingly-Mottville game right now might be pretty interesting or a Killingly-Waterford game. And, actually, Killingly-Waterford uh, comes up on Wednesday night for the first time. So Killingly could be involved in the mix here a little bit in the medium division as well. Uh, the small division, uh, a little bit... Uh, I don't know if I want to say down, but maybe a little down this year. Wyndham right now seems to be the uh, the favorite there, so maybe the Wyndham-Lyman uh, or uh, Wyndham-Turtlelock games uh, may actually uh, play a role there as far as boys' soccer is concerned. Um, and when you're looking at girls' soccer, girls' soccer right now, East Lyme <laughs> has got to be considered. Uh, I saw the play against Playfield, and they are very, very good. Very mm-hmm. quick, uh, very good up front. Their defense is solid, and so is their keeping. So from that point of view, I look at East Lime really as a team to beat in the Eastern Connecticut Conference. But they do have some matchups still to play. Um, they still have a couple of games against Woodstock Academy. Uh, they just beat Waterford, uh, not in their division, but certainly a good team in the ECC. Uh, and they also have a game against Stonington. Stonington right now ranked in the uh, uh, class M&S division, ranked pretty highly in the class M&S division for the girls. So uh, that is going to be a big matchup for East Lime as well. Not a divisional game but something that, as the ECC tournament approaches, we certainly will take a look at between East Lime and Stonington. If you want to look at some other sports in in addition to soccer, Mm -hmm. as far as cross-country is concerned for the ECC, uh, Norwich Free Academy boys right now seem to be the, uh, uh, well, let's put it this way, not only class of the conference, but probably one of the class teams in the state that well, one of the teams that's going to have to be beaten uh, in the state, especially if they can get that uh, pack uh, getting even closer together. Uh, with Kram, uh, Connor Gralton and Brandon Mellinger, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Tyler Scholes, a few others behind them. Uh, had an easy time of it yesterday with East Lyman Pitch. They still have a big meet coming up on October 13th, right after Wickham, right before the ECC Championships. With Ledger and Ledger e- and NFA would seem to be the matchup in the boys', uh, in boys cross country that is going to uh, go a long way to determining not only the large division title but eventually the ECC championship as well. Sure. Uh, on the girls, by the way, that meeting will be at Woodstock uh, and that's kind of interesting because it's just a different kind of venue for both schools. It's, yep. uh, it doesn't have a lot of roads involved where they run in Woodstock, so it's going to be uh, an interesting meet out there in October uh the girls meanwhile the NFA girls just beat Fitch uh yesterday 28-29 uh likely was uh the matchup that will determine the uh, the or one of the matchups that will determine the large division they could also be challenged by Woodstock uh in October so the NFA girls, I mean they maybe not um on the state level will they be a uh, a powerhouse but they certainly are uh within the ECC as far as a unit is concerned um in volleyball Fitch is the team to beat they're 6 and 0 uh, they've beaten Waterford. They've beaten East Lyme. uh... The Falcons are on a roll right now, and I think that's uh, they're the ones who are going to. They have another matchup, of course, with East Lyme. They still have to play Woodstock, which is uh, off to a four-in-one start. Mm-hmm. So they they have some matchups still to play, uh, and they didn't beat East Lyme in Waterford by a lot. Two, three, two matches. So from that point of view, I think Fitch still has some work to do. But Fitch seems to be um, the team to beat in in volleyball as well. So. Just to give you some from the ECC point of view, anyway, uh, it's it's on the way. It's uh, we're headed in now, and we're, we're almost headed into the middle of the season for some of these schools. So you really start to take a look at things and say these are the teams that we're watching, anyway, in Eastern Connecticut.
0: Very good. Yeah, certainly. Uh, you know, some of the yeah, there's sort of a, maybe a third of the way through the season. Still yeah, a lot to really these teams. Uh, maybe
2: a third. I'm hoping for half. Yeah.
0: <laughs> some of these teams still shaping up and some of them, as you said, have done some good work already, but still have uh, have work to do. So a lot of good games still on the calendar as we sort of wind down September and, and turn our focus to October, but not quite yet. And uh, and we know that Mark Allard of the Norwich Bulletin will be keeping tabs on all of it. And uh, we hopefully will have him back again a little bit later in the fall to uh, to to update us on what's been going on there. So, Mark, as always, well, a pleasure. Thanks for all your great insight. Thank you, Joel. Always thrilled to talk to Mark. He's a very busy man, has a lot of things going on, so we appreciate him taking a few minutes to chat with us. Now we go to Sean Krofsick of the Meriden Record Journal. We are on the phone now with Sean Krofsick of the Meriden Record Journal. We have, uh, Sean, not a not a first-time guest, has been with us once before, but not a, not one of our frequent visitors, so we're very happy to uh, to reach out to him and get his perspective on the fall season. Sean, how are you?
3: Good, Joel. Well, yeah, thanks for having me on, and, uh, you know, glad, glad to be on the podcast for sure.
0: Very happy to have you, and uh, we're hitting on a lot of uh, different areas of the state, and uh, one area we wanted to get to was uh, the coverage area there with the Record Journal. So what are, uh, as we kind of go around the state here and in your area, what are a few of the regular season games that you really uh, kind of have your eye on that are going to be key for the teams in your area?
3: Well, um The the one I'd like to start with is uh, the Southington Boys soccer team. They're off to a a great start. Mm -hmm. Um, They had a a win over Farmington on opening opening night, which is almost like a win for them. Sure. But uh, they do play um, Glastonbury tonight. They have them at home. Um, It's a big big game, the two-time defending state champions. Um, it'll be a, a big time matchup for them and uh, a huge early season showdown. Yeah. Um, also next week they'll have Simsbury, which is number 16 team in the state, and uh, so they 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 have uh, some some tough tasks ahead of them. But um, it's they've had a rough last couple of years, so this has been uh, been a great start for them, start of the year. Um, also uh, Cheshire. Cheshire's off to their best start in eight years. Uh, they're 4-0. Um, they, they have matchups coming up with uh, Lyman Hall next week mm-hmm. on Tuesday, and then they play Sheen on Thursday. Both very tough matchups for them. We'll see if they'll be able to keep that hot start going uh, in Cheshire. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the soccer, the boys' soccer has been very good for us in our area so far this year. Um, as far as um, volleyball, girls' volleyball, uh Platt's been very good. Um, they have, they're have; they off to a 3-0 start. They've, they've won all, all three games, 3-0. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a, a home game coming up uh, on September 30th against uh, Bristol Eastern, which is 4-0. I think that'll be a key matchup to see you know how good these Panthers really are this year.
0: Right. Um,
3: they're led by... Um, a very hard outside hitter uh, Gabby Vasquez, who's a senior. They have 15 seniors on the team. So, um, and then the the next match after that on October 2nd, they they play Maloney, which is always a big game for us uh, here in Meriden, for sure. Sure. Yeah. And uh, one other, th- a couple other things. The Southington cross country team, the girls team, this year could be the best team that they've had in, in a generation.
0: Okay. Uh, they
3: they have some very strong. Runners this year, and they open up the season in their, their dual meet season um, next week against Glastonbury, the two-time defending champs. Sure. Uh, so, so we'll be able to get to see, you know, you know how good these these girls are, but they're really prepping up for the, the state championships and the state opens. Mm-hmm. Um, their goal is to make the state opens for the first time. I believe in school history. Oh We wow. have to double check that, but yeah, that that team has the capabilities of being really good. Um, and one one other one other team, obviously, always for our area is Cheshire girls swimming and diving. Sure, they're obviously always so stacked with uh, with great swimmers. Um, their season usually comes down to uh, Amity, their matchup with Amity. Mm-hmm. And they'll meet in Orange this year on October 22nd. Um, that, that'll that probably be the difference, between, you know, whether they have another undefeated season or not. And uh, their their best swimmer is a sophomore, uh, Liz Boyer,
4: who's uh,
3: the breaststroke uh, state open champ right. as a freshman. So she's definitely someone to watch this fall. I-
0: yeah, lots of good people to watch and, uh, and lots of good games to watch. So we, uh, we appreciate that. Some some teams that are uh, off to uh, unusual starts maybe for them. So that's, uh, that's fun. That's uh, an interesting take and, and gives us a lot of uh, some new teams and some new things to look for. So we appreciate that. And, uh, Sean, we appreciate you jumping on and, uh, and giving us a quick uh, take on uh, some of the interesting things to watch as we head through the fall season. Appreciate it.
3: Awesome, Joel. Thanks for having us on.
0: Thanks to Sean. Now, quickly moving along, we've got our cross-country correspondent, Mary Albel of the New Haven Register. Always a pleasure to be joined by Mary Albel of the New Haven Register, our uh, our regular cross-country and track and field correspondent. Mary, thanks for being with us. No
5: problem. Thanks for having me.
0: She keeps uh, keeps as good tabs on the uh, the running around the state of Connecticut as just about anyone. So we will continue our theme of the week and just ask her, Mary. What are some of the uh, the cross country meets, either in state or out of state, that uh, are going to uh, be of interest to folks who who want to keep tabs on what's going to happen with cross country this season?
5: Yeah, with um, just with the Northeast being obviously so so close together, a lot of uh, cross um, teams in Connecticut. Go out of state this time of year to um, to kind of get the out of state competition that they might see come um, towards the end of the season at New England's and maybe Footlocker's and Nike's if they choose to compete. So, um, just some of the bigger meets that you see that you'll see a lot of um, Connecticut teams at. I know um, Staples Mercy will be up at um, I believe it's called the Bowden Invite. Um, and that's in New York. Mm-hmm. And you'll see the number one team from New Jersey there, Christian Brothers Academy. So that's a really good uh, good meet. I believe Glastonbury will be there. Um, another meet that a lot of teams are going to, I believe it's October 3rd, it's um, Setford Invitational in Vermont, and that's actually really unique this year just because that's where the New England Championships will be held. Mm -hmm. Amity, Glastonbury will be there, and that's a really good meet for teams to kind of get the course underway and just see how they run on the course. So if they do make it to New England um, in November, -November, mid-November, they'll know what they're running on and they'll know the course. Right. Um, You know, in-state A big meet, obviously, is the Wickham Park Invitational.
6: Mm -hmm. And that's
5: just a massive meet. You'll see teams from Rhode Island, Connecticut. um, Sometimes you'll get New Hampshire there, Massachusetts. And uh, you'll see a lot of the big names in Connecticut. Uh, Pollen will be there, Amity, Staples. um, Just you'll get a good mix of from the SWC, SEC. um, Almost every conference is represented there. It's full day, but it's great because it's – Like two, three weeks before states, so athletes, if they've never run at Lincoln Park, they get a good idea of just how big the big hill is there and just um, kind of get their feet underneath them. And it's a really good chance to see other runners from parts of the states that maybe you haven't ran against. So that's probably the biggest meet that um, fans will want to go to if um, they get a chance. That's on October 10th.
0: All right. So that's i – I'm sorry, go ahead.
5: Oh, I was going to say, um, also, this weekend I know a lot of teams are going to, um believe it's the Ocean State Invitational, and that's in Rhode Island. You'll see a lot of teams from the SEC. And then um believe the Tallinn Girls are going. They went last year. And that's another good Invitational where you'll get teams from Rhode Island and uh, New Hampshire will be there. And then um, it kind of stuck out to me, I'm not sure if it's official, but I did see on um, – the Danbury Boys' schedule, they are scheduled to go to North Carolina for a meet
6: oh, wow. in October,
5: which is um, not normal, but um, just by the judge of the meet, it's called the American Cross-Country Festival, and it's a massive meet, so um, for the defending state open camps, um, they can go there. They're going to go there, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Get some good uh, a good sense of what uh, is going on around the country. I'm sure that'll be a nice, uh, nice opportunity and a nice challenge if they do end up... Uh, making that trip exactly so lots of good uh lots of good cross-country action of course the the state of connecticut has been very well represented at those new england championships that mary uh mary mentioned uh which will be coming up at the conclusion of the the connecticut season so lots of good chances to see some of the top runners in the state as they get ready for the uh the state competitions towards the end of the fall so mary as always we appreciate your uh, your excellent perspective on cross-country and and keeping us so well informed thank you pete paguaga of the norwalk hour the gentleman whose name i mispronounced several times the first time he came on the cic cast hopefully got it right this time on the phone now with pete paguaga of the norwalk hour and we have not talked to pete in quite some time on the podcast so very happy to have him with us thanks for being here pete
7: yeah thanks for having me joe always a pleasure
0: always good to talk to you and we uh as we're uh, diving around across the state here, trying to get uh, a little bit of a sense for what some of the marquee games are going to be across the Connecticut High School landscape this fall. So I wanted to reach out to folks around the state and, and check out what games most have their eye uh, on as we head through the fall season. So we'll ask you that very open-ended question. What are some of the, uh, the, the must-see games from your coverage area that you think fans are going to want to keep track of as we head through the fall season?
7: Well, right off the bat, I mean, anytime uh, Norwalk and McMahon get together uh, in any sport, it's it's some it's, it's like the the must be place.
6: Mm-hmm.
7: Um, you know, they they opened up uh, with field hockey last weekend. The two of them, it was eight nothing. You know, Norwalk won easily, but the stands were packed. Both schools had really deep fan bases, and it's just a great atmosphere to be a part of. You know, learning that rivalry. Um, as I go, it, you know, it's, kind of, it's, a friendly, it's a friendly rivalry where these kids grow up together. They go to different schools. You know, they play, like, youth sports and, you know, summer sports together. And then they're pitted against each other in the regular season uh, for high school. And it's just it's just a great atmosphere to be a part of, mm-hmm. um, you know, in any sport, whether it's boys soccer. I mean, boys soccer is going to be a good one. Girls soccer is going to be a good one. You know, field hockey already happened. Volleyball is going to be good. Unfortunately, in girls swimming, they actually – are on the same team, but uh, those, the atmospheres, of those games we definitely can't miss. Uh, it's definitely a good time. Um, but with the other schools that we cover, um, you know, Staples boys soccer, pretty good this year. Um, they're actually playing Greenwich tomorrow, which is definitely a big game at Staples. Greenwich being one of the better teams in the SCAC, so if Staples can play them well, that's obviously a big, you know, could be a big bump for them this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then girls soccer, uh, Wilton, you know, obviously a, a good team, um, you know, year in and year out. Uh, you know, they lost, they had Greenwich earlier this year, but, um, you know, anytime they're going to go up against Staples uh, in October, uh, October 17th to be specific, you know, that's a big game for our area. Right. Uh, two, you know, top teams, uh, you know, two of the upper echelon teams in the FCI going at it. Um, you know, anytime Wilton's going to Danbury. October—it's a good game. Um, you know, there's a lot, a lot of good soccer teams in this area. Uh, definitely, any you know, anytime that any of our schools get together, in the NSAC at least—it's always a good time. Uh, and then over in the S- in the SWC, we have Weston. Uh, we cover Weston, and their girls soccer team is just—it's special. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a lot of fun to watch. They've been playing well the last two years, um, and you know, anytime they go up against, when you know, like Notre Dame Fairfield. Um, you know, in, uh, in uh, like on
6: October sixth, that
7: should be a good one. Right. Um, you know, any any time these girls get on the field, I mean they they could score five, six goals a game.
0: Absolutely, yeah. No, that's a uh, an exciting uh, an exciting scene for them at the moment as well. So uh, we get lots of uh, lots of good games and lots of good teams to keep track of and in, in your part of the the state of Connecticut, and Pete, uh, we appreciate you taking a few minutes to uh, to help our fans map out some uh, some itinerary for this fall season.
7: Yeah, absolutely, Joel. Always a pleasure.
0: Thanks so much to Pete. Now happy to have Joe Palladino joining us of the Waterbury Republican American. Continuing our t- journey around Connecticut, we reach out to Joe Palladino of the Waterbury Republican American, who is always happy to uh, to chat with us, and we're always happy to chat with him. Joe, thanks for being with us.
4: You're exactly right, Joel. Thank you. I, I am happy, and thank you for asking. I appreciate it.
0: Always a pleasure. We'd love having you on here and what you've got to say. So uh, let's uh, we'll jump right in here. We're we're asking folks what some of the marquee games on the regular season schedules are in their uh, in their portion of the state. So why don't you start us off? I know soccer is the sport that you cover most closely uh, during the fall. What are some of the uh, the premier soccer matches uh, in your area that folks are going to want to keep an eye on this year?
4: The great thing is uh, about the Naugatuck Valley League, for instance, is that the regular season really just sort of does you, the, like, like for state tournaments, it does your seeding. It gets you a positioning for the tournament. Mm-hmm. So the Naugatuck Valley League boys and girls soccer tournaments are always spectacular. But leading up to those, we've already had some wonderful games. Now, Watertown, I, not that it means anything that I said, it, but Watertown might be <laughs> the favorite in boys. And they played Naugatuck, who is always the favorite, and they tied 0 0. <laughs> and it was one of those really good 0 0 games. Um, and Watertown plays uh, Seymour uh, next week, I believe, or actually, um, I think it's next week, uh, and Kennedy in the last game of the season. And, and good old Kennedy High from Waterbury has has stuck itself right into the middle—a city school, which doesn't always happen in soccer. Right. Has stuck itself right into the middle of the conversation, uh, and Naugatuck and Seymour in a couple of weeks. So, so we've got Watertown, Kennedy, Naugatuck are the, I think at the moment anyway, the three schools that will be, uh, the the, the big make the big noise makers, mm-hmm. and uh, and they play each other, you know, close together. And again, we all come. It, you know, in this age of postseason tournaments, a lot of times these teams only play once. Right. So we only get one crack at watching these guys in the regular season, uh, and they're good ones. And in girls, you've already had some dandies. The Woodland girls have shown that they're the um, the favorite. They've already beaten five-time defending <laughs> Watertown. Um, they've already beaten Naugatuck, who was the team that won before Watertown. So... You know, Woodland has already pretty much played the teams that they have to beat. Right. Um, and the Berkshire League in soccer, I'll tell you right now, we had the dandy on Monday. Lewis Mills and Nonawag boys played to a scoreless tie. The Berkshire League is so wonderful because any one of five teams can win this darn thing, even though Lewis Mills is the favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but the girls, I'll tell you right now, the game I can't wait. If you want to pick one soccer game that I absolutely cannot wait
0: for. All right.
4: Uh, Lewis Mills' girls play Hoosie uh, actually a week from Friday. Uh, Hoosey Tonic Valley was a Class S runner-up last season. Mills is always the favorite in Class M, although they haven't gotten to the final in a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the favorites. Right. Excuse me, before we get anybody offended. <laughs> um, and they meet on the first Friday of October, so I guess that's a week from Friday, I'm telling you right now, some of the best players in the state are on both of those teams. Lauren Sagala for Hoosie led the state in scoring last year. So that's the one. If, you, if I was going to circle one game on the calendar, that's it.
0: All right, we will uh, we will mark that down and hopefully uh, it will uh, promote it here and you'll uh, get a nice big crowd for some of that uh, fine soccer I love action. It. Absolutely. All right, let's uh, let's move indoors real quick. And uh, what about girls volleyball? What are some of the uh, the matchups that are most interesting to you as we uh, we travel through September and October?
4: Well, you know, the last couple of years in the NBL, anyway, it's been Seymour and Woodland. Seymour and Woodland. They are the they absolutely. Uh, wage war on each other in volleyball, and they meet uh, late in October, you know, just before the um, – October 20th, I think it is, just before the start of the NBO volleyball tournament. Right. And they are – you know, they've got great coaches, Jim Amato, uh, Kathy Federowitz They've been coaching for years. They're sensational coaches. When Seymour and Woodland meet, and especially anytime lower Valley schools meet at all,
6: mm-hmm.
4: I mean, there's just they're, they're all grudge matches, you know. Sure. And, uh, so I think in volleyball for our area, that's that's the one to watch. I mean, I haven't seen Cheshire yet. I don't know a lot about Cheshire. I know they've gotten a loss, but I mean, super and the Cheshire girls. I mean, you got it when they when they when they come into your gym, look out. Yeah. And they've already beaten Amity. They play Amity uh, again uh, next month. When <laughs> it, that's one of the great things when Cheshire and Amity play in volleyball, that's that's a lights out evening.
6: Yes, absolutely. Um,
4: so, so, so I, I don't. I, again, I'm not 100 percent sure who's the favorite in the SEC, but you can pretty much always uh, peg those two as uh, front runners.
0: Absolutely. What about uh, what about in the pool? Uh, a sport we haven't uh, not too many of our correspondents have hit on here. Girls swimming. Anything uh, jump out at you there as uh, as things to watch through the fall?
4: Well, again, I think the best part about that for me, it, again, I'm talking the Naugatuck Valley League, mm-hmm. is the parity. Uh, a, a lot of times. You know, parity means you don't necessarily have one great team that's going to win a state championship. Right. And some people think askance of that. I've always felt that parity also means spectacular regular seasons. Sure. And, that, and I think that's what the NBL has right now. Most of the coaches looking at Seymour as the favorite, uh, Sacred Heart is the defending champ. Uh, Seymour has already defeated Holy Cross, but they swim Torrington on Friday. And let's face it, they know how to swim up in, uh, up in Torrington. Mm-hmm. And Sacred Heart is uh, October 9th. I'm looking at the schedule here. And Watertown's very good. That's October 16th. So like three weeks in a row, there are sensational swim meets generally involving Seymour. Uh, and I'll tell you one thing. Through the years, I don't cover swimming every year, but the most rollicking evening that you can spend in the Nogatuck Valley League is at the swim championships. Right. And I mean, it's, it's just playing crazy in those pools. And, and I have a feeling that there's at least three teams, maybe even Holy Cross make it four, that can win this thing. And um, you know what, Joel? That makes, that makes an evening even far more interesting than
0: usual absolutely and as you said makes for an interesting regular season as everybody sort of tries to size each other up and uh, and maybe get a little bit of a of a psychological if not uh, you know momentum edge as they as they head into the championship so
4: yeah i mean i don't know if there's a state championship team you know in there in swimming or or even in volleyball i have no idea mm-hmm. uh you, you learn that as the season goes on you're not supposed to know that day 1 anyway right uh, but it, it, we do have, it's as competitive a season as I've seen in a long time. Uh, Naugatuck Valley League boys soccer, for example, it's always been Naugatuck and everybody else. Well, it's not that way anymore. It's everybody. Right. And and that's what you really want to see. I mean, dominant teams, It's may, may be fun for that one team. Sure. <laughs> uh, and it, it is fun for a sports writer when October and November come along because right. you've got, you know, one team to, to chase all the way to the wire, you hope. Uh Tell you what it's a lot more fun when everyone's close
0: absolutely well we uh we appreciate uh as always the uh the the insight from joe paladino and as i i often say that if you're uh you come into a day and you're looking for a little enthusiasm you get on the phone with <laughs> joe paladino and get fired up for the rest of your day so joe thanks as always for uh for offering us your perspective on what's happening in your neck of the woods glad i could help joe enthusiasm aplenty as always for Mr. Palladino now we move along quickly to Joe Morelli of the New Haven Register one of our most frequent and favorite podcast guests with me now Joe Morelli of the New Haven Register always a pleasure to uh, to get on the phone with Joe and hear what's happening in his neck of the woods how's things going sir uh, good. How was your summer? It was great, and now we are uh, a, a few weeks into the fall season, not too late to get a look at what some of the marquee games in the your uh, neck of the woods are going to be during the fall season. So, as we start to, to move into the latter part of September and then into October, which is when the stuff really heats up, what are a few games that you've circled uh, in your part of the state that are really drawing your attention?
8: Well, really, really there's only one that really stands out among the rest, and it's... Uh, they've had the same rivalry for years, and it's it's Han versus Guilford. And when they used to be in the old Shoreline Conference, and for the 20-some odd years they've been in the Southern Connecticut Conference, it's always these two teams, which reside in the SEC Ham and division. Division. Uh, you could always count on one, if not the other, to win the division title every single year in mm-hmm. soccer. Uh, they the boys and girls they play double headers uh, twice a month. So basically, the the girls or will start the um, the doubleheader, then the boys at one side, and then they rotate it, then the boys followed by the girls. And obviously, they always draw big crowds. Uh, they've been doing it that way for a number of years. And like I said, it's, it is the number one rivalry in soccer.
0: Yeah, no, certainly uh, in, in schools area, as yeah. you uh, as you pointed to some some teams with some geographic familiarity with each other but also uh, competitively speaking. What are some of the other sort of just uh, rivalry games that maybe fans can keep an eye on uh, in in your part of the state even if maybe the team uh, you know, it's not going to be maybe quite as much as state at stake as uh, as that Hand Guilford matchups but maybe some some rivalries that always seem to have a, a heated he did kind of uh, flair to them as uh, during the fall season.
8: Well, I, I think uh, they're, they're basically new to the Southern Connecticut Conference, Laurelton Hall, but they've been kind of rivals in a lot of sports with Mercy for a number of years, mm-hmm. and now they reside in the, in the Quinnipiac Division. They're usually competing for titles in a lot of sports, including soccer. Both are pretty decent this year. Uh, and the Housatonic is usually a number of teams that compete, but it's always a lot of times it's been Amity and Cheshire when it comes to soccer. Uh, it's usually those two teams. Shelton is usually in the mix somehow, the three of them. Uh, but th- those are the basic teams uh, in our in the Southern Connecticut, Southern Connecticut Conference that are pretty good in soccer year in and year out.
0: Yeah, and a lot of uh, a lot of interesting games in, in in that part of the state and joe morelli always is helpful in keeping uh tabs on everything for us he's got a lot to, a lot to cover and he does a great job with it so joe we uh we thank you for weighing in on uh, on games we should be watching in your part of the state and uh enjoy the fall season
8: yep uh hand go part one october 3rd part two October
0: 26th. All right, there it is. Circle them on the calendar, and uh, we know Joe Morelli will be anxiously waiting to see how those results turn out. Thanks for joining us, Joe. Thank you. And finishing things off, he's our closer. We bring him in in the ninth inning to close out this, what has hopefully been a victory, Dave Rudin of therudinreport.com. We are on the phone now with one of our frequent contributors to the CIAC cast, Mr. Dave Rudin of therudinreport.com. Dave, thanks as always for being with us.
3: Thanks, Joel. Always a pleasure to be here.
0: So nobody uh, keeps as track as good a track, perhaps. Maybe others could match him, but nobody uh, is more familiar with the, uh, the work going on in the FCAC than Mr. Rudin. So we wanted to reach out to him and get a sense for some of the big games that are coming up uh, throughout the fall season uh, w- with the teams that he covers. So, Dave, what are some of the games that you're circling on the calendar as must-see events uh, over the course of the fall?
3: Okay, well, we'll go through, uh, go through a couple of sports, I guess. And Why don't we start off with boys soccer, which I think is extremely intriguing this year in the FCAC. It, it is most years.
6: Mm-hmm. But
3: I think this year there's a lot of balance up top, and you have three or four teams that I think can make a le- have legitimate chances of making a run at a championship. Uh, one of the biggest games, and it's kind of ironic. I know we we're talking about big games that aren't football. Right. And looking through the schedules, it seems like almost every big game that's not a football game is played on a Friday or a Saturday. <laughs> so I, I, it's, it's really unfortunate in that a lot of good games and, and a lot of good sports are not going to get seen by a lot of people because, as we all know, uh, for better or worse, football is, uh, is the giant in the state.
0: That's true. So uh, uh, but uh, good to know that if fans want to, are planning to carve out a little time, they can plan in advance now. That's what we're uh, we're achieving here with this podcast. So. Well,
3: well, well, if you're a soccer fan, you want be you want to spend the weekend of October 16th on and, and October 17th down our way. Uh, on October 16th, which is a Friday night, uh, people will be going. A lot of people will be going to Fairfield Ludlow, not to see the football team, but Ludlow and Greenwich play each other in a rematch of last year's F.C.A. Championship game, mm-hmm. in which Ludlow won its first ever league title. So I think that's going to be. If, if you had to really circle one game, uh, seeing that both of those teams are strong again, I would say that that's one you want to keep an eye on. Uh, actually, and this is gonna unfortunately air after the fact I'll be going down this afternoon. Staples is hosting Greenwich, and that should be a good game. Staples is very much in the mix. Uh, I think any game that involves Greenwich, Staples, Ludlow, Danbury, and I'm probably missing you know trumbull, Trumbull has started well. I think you, Wilton is also been off to a good start. It's really. Any of those games, and the one thing that's happened down here this year is you have two teams, Basic and Harding, that departed the league. Mm -hmm. So now what didn't happen before and is now is every team plays each other once, so it's an equitable schedule. Right. So I think you're going to see a lot of good teams beating each other. It's going to be an incredible race for the FDAC championship, and you're going to see a lot of teams that are going to actually have lower seeds in the state tournament because they're going to end up with an extra loss or two that they may not have had uh... if we go to girls soccer you can stay down here uh... you can actually stay in fairfield i believe on october seventeenth at noon and st joseph will be playing fairfield ward Mm. and right now it's hard to see anybody else getting into the championship game I'd say that with some trepidation because he said you probably said the same thing last year. right? And Buchanan ended up upsetting St. Joseph in the first round of the playoffs on penalty kicks. So anything can happen. But right now, those two teams are absolutely loaded. They're like all-star teams. You know, St. Joseph is ornery after not winning any championships and may have the best player in the state and Jenna Bikes. Fairfield Ward is extremely, extremely strong. I have players like Jen Maldonado and Lawrence Pengi. So that's definitely one game you want to circle on the calendar. All right. Uh, going over to volleyball, uh, right now, I mean everybody sort of talks about how in the F check, it's always Darien, Darian, Darianne, Darian, and uh, Darian is indeed very, very strong this year. But I think they have a couple of challengers who could give them some trouble. Uh, the team that I think is getting talked up a lot and that doesn't have a tradition of being a championship team, but uh, an occasional very strong team, is Ridgefield. Mm-hmm. Ridgefield came on very, very strong last year, and a lot of people I've talked to think they may be able to give Darien on. That game, uh, of course, it happens to be on a Friday night as well, <laughs> unfortunately. And that's October 9th, and that game uh, is going to be in Ridgefield. Uh, two other teams to keep an eye on are St. Joseph and uh, Fairfield-Budlow. I think those two teams as well could be best. And then if you want to go down to field hockey, One of the big games is happening today. Darianne and uh, New Canaan are playing each other, and that's a rematch of last year's championship game. Right. So that should be a real big game in determining what's going to happen. It could be a championship preview. And if you had a circle one game, I guess based on uh, tradition, I would say keep an eye out on October 1st. Darianne will be hosting Wilton. And they are—they have been the two top programs in the league, and, and two of the best in the state for a number of years. And uh, that game actually is on a Thursday, so the non-football fan, who's a field hockey fan, uh, won't have to make a difficult decision on that day.
0: Very good. So that's uh, that works out well. And and yes, hopefully the fans will be able to uh, to find their way to some of these other contests uh, in between some of the uh, the big football games that will be going on in the FCAC. So Dave. As always, uh, we will certainly, uh, I'm sure, check in with you for a little bit more uh, in-depth chat as we move through the fall, but wanted to get your uh, your take on some of the big games that fans are going to be watching throughout the fall. So thanks, as always, for your insight.
3: Uh, my pleasure, Joel. Always a pleasure to be with you.
0: Thanks so much to Dave for his uh, insight into things that are happening in his neck of the woods. And thank you to all of our guests. There were eight of them in total, and really happy to have Jimmy Zanor, Mark Allard, Sean Croftstick, Mary Albo, Pete Baguaga, Joe Palladino, Joe Morelli, and Dave Rudin all take a few minutes to chat with us. A little bit of a different uh, thing again this week. Hope you enjoyed our different perspective, a different take on the Cast. That'll be a fun way to get a wide range of previews and topics and teams talked about and covered here on the Cast. So we hope you enjoyed it. As always, we are happy and thrilled that you've decided to take a little time to listen to us talk some high school sports in the state of Connecticut, as we mentioned, CIACsports.com. You can check out all of the schedules that these gentlemen mentioned. Find uh, find out how and where to see some of the games that we talked about at CIACsports.com. Of course, follow us on Twitter, at CIACsports. Use that hashtag, mustseegames, if you want to uh, let us know what you think are some of the big games on the fall sports slate in the coming weeks and months. Be sure to do that. We'd love to hear from our folks uh, talking about what games they're interested in. Facebook.com slash CIAC Sports can interact with us there as well. So lots of good ways to get in touch with us. Of course, email CIACcast at C-A-S-C-I-A-C.org is also a good way to get in touch with us. You can email us there and say, Joel. You're talking way too fast, eight guests is too many. You can tell us anything you want there at uh, that email address. We would certainly love to hear from you and uh, and get thoughts on future guests. Why didn't you talk to this person? You could ask me theoretically and uh, and I'll maybe tell you why we didn't talk to that person. But as I said, hopefully, uh, we did have a few other folks we were trying to get to. Apologize if we didn't uh, give your coverage area quite the attention you were hoping. But uh, scheduling, and as I said, wanted to get this one up a little bit earlier. We'll be back probably most likely to a Thursday, Friday kind of schedule in two weeks as we return to a little bit of normalcy. But wanted to get this one up before the fall season got too much older. So hope you enjoyed, as I said, something a little bit different this time. We'll be back again in a week and a half or so with another edition of the Cast. We hope that you will be with us. And thank you once again for joining us here on the Cast.